Hey Reddit, what's the strangest coincidence you've ever personally experienced? About 5 or 6 years ago, I went with college friends camping to Sequoia. There I met a group of guys from Spain, and we hit it off talking about all sorts of topics. And I exchanged Facebooks with two of these people as the others didn't have one. I learned they were backpacking and so access to a phone was also fairly difficult so we didn't exchange any numbers. At the end of our trip, I bid them goodbye and went home. Fast forward to 2017. I was on a trip to Uruguay, high R Uruguay, and was walking down the street in my mom's hometown and spotted a USB. It had a logo of a local construction company on it. At the time I needed one to bring to a print shop for some flyers and thought wow how lucky, but looked around to see if anyone had dropped it, empty wherever I looked. I pick it up and take it home, skeptical about plugging it into my laptop for it could have viruses, or other weird content. I end up just emailing the prints to the shop so I never actually need the USB nor check what's on it until my last week on the trip. Out of curiosity, there are some photos of friends, a cat, plants, nothing peculiar, and a resume. I contact the number via WhatsApp a very common app to use outside of the US a saying hey name on resume I found your USB, and am, contacting you via the number I found on the resume. Can I meet to return it to you? And receive no response. I fly back to the states and forget about the message. A few weeks after, I get a response. Hi Ariana it's random name. Let's say Jorge been a while since we last spoke. How are you doing? Name of his friend do you remember him? He finally made it back home another friend went to random country. In my sleepy days I didn't connect any of this. I apologized for not contacting sooner and said I couldn't return the USB and he said he didn't mind. It wasn't even his. And once again excitedly asked how I was doing. Finally I read. The messages over again and it all clicked. This was one of the guys I met in that group of Spaniards at Sequoia, 5-6 years ago, who didn't have a Facebook account or phone or anything. Those names he mentioned were the friends I met. He recognized me via the photo icon that you add on your WhatsApp account. I asked him for a selfie to confirm his identity and it was him. I had to sit down for a bit and freak out because how the hell his resume from Spain ended up on a street in Uruguay in a random USB is a damn mystery. He still has no clue how it landed on that USB. And he never once visited Uruguay in his life. I am from Finland and spent 10 months as an exchange student in the USA. During that, I went on an organized trip to Hawaii with bunch of other exchange students. At the Honolulu airport while we were waiting for our shuttle, I started talking to a girl from Sweden since we were neighbors and all. We basically ended up hanging out the whole week long trip. There were some extra activated we could sign up for and while me and this girl were filling up our forms, she turned to ask if the surname on my form was really my surname. She seemed shocked. Turns out I have the same surname as her grandmother's maiden name. There are not many people in Finland with this surname, let alone Sweden. So, we're still not 100% sure if or how we are related but her grandma is from the same place as my grandparents and I have a bunch of family in Sweden. We kept calling each other long distance cousins for the rest of the trip and there are some pictures of us where we seriously look like we could be sisters. Did not expect to find a possible relative in Hawaii. I was working at a climbing gym, and one summer day a nice young lady started showing up. We hit it off, and hung out a few times climbing, hiking, and a few walks. There was definitely a little unspoken sexual tension, but both of us were in relationships so nothing came of it. She was only in town for a few weeks, so when she left, that was that. This was before everyone had cell phones and social media. Two years later, I had moved to the other side of the country and was working at an office job. One day, a woman I'd never seen before in the office walks past me, and we smile broadly at each other. It takes me a few minutes to figure out that it's the same woman. 
She's the masseuse who has come for employee appreciation day. I go in for my massage, and while it's happening, I ask her if she figured it out yet. She said I looked familiar, but hadn't figured it out. So I tell her, neither of us had any connection to either city. And yet here we are meeting again in a completely different context. 3000 miles away. She gives me her number. We get together after work, and are now happily married 15 years later. Just kidding. She invited me to come have dinner with her new husband. I declined and we never saw each other again. 2012 flew from NY to LA, took a taxi from LAX to my hotel, after I checked in I realized my backpack with my laptop, iPad, and passport I am not American was missing, and was probably still in the taxi, I freaked out and frankly was about to cry, I also couldn't remember the name of the taxi company and didn't note the number of the car, I talked to the guy at the hotel reception and he offered to drive me back to the airport, reason for that at the terminal there is an airport staff member phoning in taxis if they are needed worth mentioning that it was a night flight and it didn't make sense for taxi drivers to stick around there if no planes are arriving. My plan was to describe the taxi colors, etc. to him because he surely would know the respective company and contact them. Turns out I didn't have to do that because as we rolled up at arrivals the very taxi that took me to the hotel was waiting at the terminal. The driver had two more trips after he dropped me off and nobody touched my backpack. He also didn't realize it was still there. I am one lucky mofo, let me tell ya. When I was 4 my mom entered me into a most photogenic baby contest at the mall. I came in runner-up, so I took my little trophy and went on my way never really thinking about it again. 17 years later, found the trophy and showed it to my boyfriend all proud of myself for coming in second place as a super cute baby. He said that's nice, but I won a most photogenic baby contest and he joked about how he must have beat me. The next day he brings over his 3 foot tall first place trophy and a stack of photos of him on stage. As we were, looking through the pictures, we noticed me leaning on the stage in the background. We showed the pictures to my mom who confirmed it was me and said oh yeah, I remember that a cute little blonde boy beat you in that contest. So long story short, my boyfriend is more photogenic than me and we have the trophies to prove it. So I am I am the Navy, dealing with depression, sought help, and it was the most useless thing I've experienced. You're not depressed, you're just confused, that kind of stuff. So I started smoking CBD because I read online that it works pretty well with treating depression, and it did help. I started having more updates, then out of nowhere, command wide your analysis. Well, shit, I just kinda accepted I was gonna go to mast and potentially get kicked from the navy. I was gonna explain why I did what I did, and accept responsibility toward my actions. So I am at the front of the line to piss in the cup, waiting, waiting. Then one of the chiefs tells me to leave, and go clean or something, WTF. So I do, and later I ask my chief when I have to piss for the country. He tells me that my label for the cup didn't print off. I am like okay. Weird coincidence. But then I asked around. Turns out I was the only person at the command whose label didn't print. That shit blew my mind. So here I am doing better and not kicked from the Navy because I got extremely lucky. My friend and I spent a week vacationing in a tourist destination 12 hours away from my hometown. On the way there we flew halfway and planned to take a bus the rest of the way. But there was a big nightmare with the bus and we ended up spending 80 on a lift the rest of the way to the hotel. We were worried about taking the bus back to the airport to go home. We didn't want to miss the flight, but on the day before we were traveling back, we ran into my aunt and uncle and cousin at a theme park at this place. They had been in the same place all week but stayed at a different hotel and our plans never lined up until that last day. Then it turned out they were driving to the city we were flying out of the next day. They gave us a ride and we didn't have to take the bus. It was very weird. The tourist place isn't a big destination, just a place my dad used to like to go. My friend and I went to honor his memory in that summer after he died. I had no idea my uncle was planning to be there. And in the exact same week, and happened to be driving back to a totally different city on the same day we were flying out of that city. I think my dad wanted to make sure we got 
got home safely so he helped us meet up with his brother that day. It was one of his favorite theme parks we met up at. My best friend and I thought we met each other for the first time when we were 11. I had just transferred from another school and he was one of the first people to talk to me. We hit it off right away and he's been my best friend for the past 14 years. At the age of 15 though, we found we actually met when we were much, much younger. Turns out we stayed at the same daycare when we were about 6-7 years old. He was the kid with all the cool toys. I was the kid who he let play with all his cool toys. Also, my godmother got a divorce and started dating this man. When I met him during a family dinner, I had the feeling I had seen him before somewhere. That's when it clicked. He was the painter who lived in a neighborhood next to mine. I used to bike through his workshop with some of my friends and we usually stopped to look at his paintings, which he did in real time on the sidewalk. I loved to watch him paint and he was a super nice guy who taught me and my friends a few things about illustration. Never thought he'd be dating my godmother years and years later. I was on vacation at Disney World when I was 15. I was standing in line at Space Mountain later in the day and about to get in the ride when I heard someone say my name. I looked behind me and about 10 people back in line is a girl I went to school with for the last 7 years. We had no idea we were both on vacation there. My next one was when I got hired at my current job. My second day I had a meeting with the VP of my department. I was telling my wife about having met him later that night and she thought he sounded familiar. He married my wife's godmother's oldest daughter. He had known my wife since she was three years old. My final was is probably the strangest. When I was four or five years old one of my aunts got married to a guy in Mackinac Island. Naturally I was in some of the photos taken at their wedding. Fast forward about 20 years and my wife then girlfriend and I were at my aunt and uncle's house for Christmas. My wife was looking at some photos on the wall and asked why they had a photo of her uncle. Turns out one of the groom's men at the wedding was my wife's uncle. It is a crazy small world out there. A guy, let's call him Anthony, messaged me on a dating site. We exchanged messages and phone numbers, but had not yet met in person. One morning, he messaged me with a funny joke. A few dats later, my brother and sister-in-law were visiting. I don't see them often, maybe once every year or two. My sister-in-law asked how dating was going, and I'd been chatting with a few guys and decided to mention Anthony because of his joke. She asks if she can see his profile obviously to give her opinion on him. I pull out his profile. She takes one look, and turns white. Turns out Anthony was in a long-distance relationship with one of her good friends. He was totally cheating on her or playing the field. She told her friend and they broke up that same day. I never contacted him again, and that girl went on to marry a great guy and they now have three kids. Crazy. My entire relationship with one of my best friends. We both live in Hollywood. That's where we first met. As we got to know each other, we began piecing together our life stories and we figured out the following stuff. I grew up in West Virginia, right on the Ohio border. He grew up in Ohio in the town that was on the other side of the bridge. He was on quiz team in high school. So was I. Somehow our teams never competed despite being in the same region. He worked at a local pizzeria in West Virginia. I started working there the month after he quit. He worked at a clothing retailer in West Virginia. I started working there after he got laid off. I worked at a radio station in Ohio. It was three doors down from his house. We never crossed paths until we both moved to Hollywood. My M27 wife F26 and her family emigrated to the US from the Republic of Georgia in 1997. A couple years ago, we were engaged in planning our wedding. We were searching for a non-religious reverend to officiate the wedding. Our wedding coordinator gave us a list of eight professionals to check out. 
we contacted one from the list and arranged to meet him to see if he was the style officiant we were looking for. We met for lunch at a ramen restaurant and chatted to get to know each other. I mentioned that my wife and her family are from the Republic of Georgia and he said oh I love Georgia, I went there once long ago. Such a beautiful country. My wife was so excited to hear that. It's rare to encounter an American that's been to Georgia, he said. Yeah I'm a filmmaker and I was there in 1990 doing a documentary about a Georgian energy healer. That's when it got really weird my wife said that's really strange. I'm a filmmaker and my mother's an energy healer. Still not really thinking much of the situation. She told him her mom's name which he couldn't quite remember and they tried to retrace the timeline to see if there was any chance it was the same person. We all had chills as they were talking about it. It ended with him telling us he would search through his old footage and find a picture of the woman he thinks could be my wife's mother and send it to us when he got home. On our way back home. My wife called her dad from the car and asked him if there was any chance mom was in a documentary about healers in 1990. Her dad said yes. Why? She said. Was it made by American filmmakers? Again he said yes. She told him the name of our officiant and quickly realized he was the director of the film she was in. After hanging up the phone in disbelief, the phone went off with a text message of an old black and white photo from Reverend Stu which was indeed my wife's mother energy healing. Wild. This made for a great opening story at our ceremony. So I have a pretty uncommon name in the US. It's Sicilian. I worked at a fine dining restaurant and got sat a three top. Mom. Dad. Daughter about 8-10 years younger than me. Introduced myself and said hi I am rated it'll be your server this evening. And the mom goes oh my daughter's name is rated. I explained to her that I've never met another person with my name before but was aware of a soccer player at our university who has the same name. And I asked how why they chose it. The mother told me this story about her struggling with fertility and that her and her husband were thinking about adoption. So this happened at least 23 years ago. Well she, was grading papers at a colleague's house and said they were on the back patio and the neighbor yelled rate it come home please. And she looked at her friend and said she loved the name and if she ever had a baby that would be the name. Well a little while passes and her and her husband traveled to Russia and went to an orphanage. She was introduced to a baby girl with white hair and blue eyes and her name was rated. And her and her husband fell in love with the little girl and brought her home. So I asked this lady where her friend lived and she told me the exact street. Turns out that little neighbor girl was me. I was absolutely stunned. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. All those years ago and she heard the name once. And it was her daughter name. I kinda just went through the rest of my shift in awe a little bit. What were the dang chances of that? When I was younger, I was on a road trip from Michigan to Kentucky with my mother and three siblings. We were driving down the interstate and it was storming pretty severe with heavy rains, lightning and wind. It started to let up a little and we were all so glad because it's stressful being in a car during that shit. After it calmed down a little, we all started to chill out. And then the weirdest feeling came over me. This really, really eerie feeling of panic and impending doom. I'd never felt this way before. I asked my mom to pull over and she eventually did after I threatened to puke all over the car. She puts on the hazards and pulls to the shoulder. Then almost immediately, about 100 yards up, a big tree falls right into the right lane of the interstate. A semi-truck swerves to miss it and crashes into two other cars. Another car swerved to miss the other vehicles that were involved and flipped his vehicle. Two people died. That's honestly the weirdest thing that has ever happened to me. Having it happen when I was so young 13. 14 yo gave me a weird glimpse into the crazy human psyche, we are some intuitive little shits. I have this weird thing where I can randomly find what I need when I need it. It usually manifests when I'm at the park with my kids. Childcare falls through. I randomly run into someone who's starting a babysitting service. We've been using her since my almost 6 year old was about 18 months old. We're trying to figure out how to find parent friends that's really hard to do. My oldest and I meet a couple who have 3 boys. My daughter is super social. So of course she makes friends with the kids. And by the way, 
The woman is starting a forest school. Would we be interested? My wife is diagnosed with gastroparesis. I meet a woman with the same uncommon diagnosis and she would love to talk with my wife about it. At this point, it's kind of a running joke between my wife and I. I am Palestinian. I live in the US and have never been to any part of the West Bank. Our tour guide was driving us through a village in Bethlehem my hometown when we saw an old man walking down the road with a cane. My brother asks me doesn't he look like our grandpa. I said yeah he kind of does. Our guide stops the car next to the man and asks him do you know these two. He take a close look at us and says no. I don't believe so. The guide then introduces us by our first and last names. The old man asks me who is your father. I said Khaled. His eyes open wide and he says I am your grandfather's brother. He rushes towards us and starts hugging and kissing us. He says pull up to the house. You're staying with us tonight. We shared pictures and stories. He called family we've never met before and we ate together. He showed us the tiny house my father was born in. We learned about our history and got to see my great-grandfather's sword. I can't explain in words what it felt like. That was my home. Something very few Palestinians today ever get to experience. My daughter and I like to go on little hikes in our area and I usually use all trails to find new spots. Narrow down trail options to ensure they are not too hard and such. So after browsing some local trails we decided to try a new trail about 40 minutes away from our home. It was mentioned in the trail comments that there were suspended bridges and I knew the place would be a hit for my daughter. This trail has multiple entrances and areas of parking surrounding the 190 acres. I found some parking on the west side of the reservation and we began our hike. About a mile in my daughter was getting a little tired and cracked so we took our usual little break had a snack and continued on. I had raved about the idea of bridges in the sky to my daughter so I couldn't help but realize her slight disappointment as we crossed a few wooden bridges that were not more than a foot or two off the ground. About another 20 minutes in I knew I was losing the interest of my 7 year old child and it was only a matter of time before she was done and it'd be stuck piggybacking her out of there. My sense of direction is not always the best but I was confident we were on the right path. I was tempted to turn around while she was still in good spirits but I really wanted to find these darn suspended bridges. And at last we found them. My daughter was ecstatic. I was relieved we started to approach what looked like a jungle gym in the sky and my daughter says mom, look it's Grammy Papa on the other side of the bridge. I knew this was impossible as not only were we 40 minutes away from home, we were about 1 hour deep into the woods. I handed her a water bottle because I was starting to think she was dehydrated and was seeing things. As we climbed up onto the suspended bridge sure as SHD there is my mom and stepdad getting onto the bridge from the opposite entrance. To make this even stranger my mother and stepdad go hiking maybe once a year together and they had never been to the trail either they parked on the east side of the reservation and were about one hour into their hike as well so we parked on opposite sides of 190 acres and met completely in the middle on the woods what are the chances of that I live on the west coast of Australia. When I first arrived I was traveling around east coast. Had a friend living on Gold Coast so obviously hit him up for a place to crash passing through. As luck would have it. He just moved into a new place where the landlord was trying to replace three tenants who just left so there was a spare room available. Last guy left a few of his belongings in the room. Nothing expensive but there was a phone charger that matched my phone was an old type Samsung. Long flat connection. Jackpot. As my charger needed an adapter since it was a European plug. Spent a few days there. Landlord lived downstairs and we were upstairs. He was a nice guy but always looking for us to help. In the five days I was there we felled a tree. Helped dig the pool and painted the fence. I left and carried on my travels. About a year later I was staying in a hostel in far north Queensland. Fairly remote town. 
met a lot of good people there. Many drinks were drank and ended up staying a couple of months. About a month in, another guy arrived and was from the same country as me so we became good friends in the short time. He was trying to show me pictures of people who we may have both known but his old phone was dead. Turns out that we had the same phone so gave him my old charger since he had an international adapter already. The day we both left we went our separate ways. I went up to Daintree Rainforest stunning place by the way and he headed south along the coast. Did a few days in Daintree and then started heading south toward Sydney. Pulled into a rest stop one night for a sleep just south of Gold Coast and who did I see only my pal from the hostel. He jumped in my van and we got smashed. He had a bottle of whiskey so it seemed like the obvious thing to do. Many drinks later we're chatting and I asked how it took him so long to get here and he says ducking stopped off in my old house to grab some things I left behind and landlord had me hanging doors he was a carpenter. So I ask is your landlord's name Dennis? He looks at me weird. Like yay. Then I said the address. He was like okay you stalking me or what? Turns out the place I crashed in was his old place and the charger I liberated from the room was his old bedroom. Hence his phone being dead. I met him probably a couple of thousand kilometer away. Gave him my old charger because I found an Aussie one. Still amazes me now even writing it out. Finn. I was due to meet a friend at the beach. And the particular beach we were going to had really badly laid out parking spaces. She texted me as I was driving in. But as I was driving I hadn't checked the message yet. I got my car mostly into one of the badly angled spaces. Two wheels over the line. But it was a quiet day and there were plenty of other spaces so I figured okay, that'll do and left my car parked at a screwy angle. Then I checked my message. It was a picture of my car, badly parked. With the mocking message nice parking, except, she sent me that before I arrived. How the hell, had she sent a time traveling message of something I hadn't done yet? I was deeply confused until I walked a hundred yards along the seafront and came upon a car the same make, model, color and year as mine with five of the seven registration digits the same. The owner had done exactly what I did got it mostly into an impossible space and walked away. My friend saw it and assumed it was my car because they were almost identical, and sent me a message mocking my parking before I'd parked my actual car equally badly. I was traveling through Europe with my best friend and we were staying on the outside of Paris in a dingy little hostel and finally resigned ourselves to doing laundry at the laundromat around the corner. We took our stuff to the laundromat and I realized I didn't have any coins for the soap dispenser and neither did my friend. In the middle of me figuring this out a man walks into the laundromat and offers me a euro which I graciously take and use to buy my soap. We'll even think nothing of it until we go back to move our clothes over and the man is there again this makes sense considering we put our laundry in at the same time. But this time the man notices the shirt my friend is wearing, which is a tank top with the name of our college on it. He recognizes it, which is weird on its own because the school is a very small, specialized school 5k students. We think it's cool that he recognizes our school and we chat for a minute about it and then he asks us if we know someone at the school and sure enough we do. Somehow in this tiny laundromat in a corner of an outer Paris neighborhood we've managed to find someone we have a mutual friend with. It was a little bizarre and would have been a little less of a coincidence if my friend and I didn't have a reputation for knowing someone everywhere we went. My family lives in Tennessee. One time we went to California for vacation. Got lost our first night, and decided to stop at this random bed breakfast in middle of nowhere Cali. We got settled in our room, and my dad and I decided to look around it was really quite beautiful. He struck up a conversation with the owner, then noticed the picture behind her. It was her high school graduating class and she had circled herself and Elvis Presley. Elvis went to high school in TN. My grandfather went to school with him as well. In the middle of California. Somewhere we hadn't even tried to go. We met a lady that went to high school with my grandfather and Elvis Presley. 
I bought a guitar amp when I was 18 from a shop close to where my aunt lived. As we were visiting, the amp personally belonged to the sales guy who had a pair of them and was selling it to get some other gear. After several years of use I bought several other amps and it ended up sitting unused in my basement for a decade before I finally decided to get rid of it to make some room. In the intervening years I also moved to a new city that was even further from where I bought the amp originally. So one Saturday, after owning the amp for 22 years, I throw the amp and my kids in the car and head up to one of the music stores in town that I had never been to but they advertised trade-in so I wanted to check it out I am showing the amp to the owner and explaining how I came across it when a worker in the store asks over my shoulder excuse me did you say you bought the amp at I turned and took one look at the guy and said it was you do you want your amp back it was the same guy 22 years later in a totally different city what are the odds that I would pick that store on a day he was in helping out the other guy was in total shock when I was in high school, my older sister gave me her expired license in case I wanted to get into anything for those 21 plus assuming the bouncer cashier wouldn't check the expiration date or worst case, he she did and confiscated it. I wasn't all that interested, but I had a friend that was and looked more like my sister than I did, so I let her have it instead. Stupidly I was oblivious at the time of what people can do fraud wise with a license. Fast forward 3 years, I'm finishing up high school that friend and I had more or less lost touch as she'd since moved away to a tiny, obscure college about six hours away i'm at home at my parents and am approached by my angry mother apparently a neighbor showed up at the door with a wallet that had my sister's old license in it the address was my parents due to how old it was and the guy who returned had parents down the street he also attended that obscure college and found it on the ground the wallet had credit and membership cards in it under a name i didn't recognize my friend must have either given the license away, lost it, or had it stolen only to have my parents' neighbor kid eventually stumble across it. In a different state, over six hours drive away, I still can't believe it showed up again. Small world. One time I had jet lag coming back from a vacation. That night I had to work an 18-hour shift followed by about an hour commute. On the way home I fell asleep. I realized that I shouldn't be dreaming. I wake up to see my car making a field goal between two I-beams holding up a Chinese food sign. I slam on the brakes abs my car skids to a stop in a busy parking lot. With people walking around, my car had drifted across oncoming traffic and threaded the gap between the bars of the sign. The only damage to my car was a broken antenna. To make matters stranger a week later a semi-truck hit the sign causing the sign to bend downward. Had I hit the sign after that the damage would have been far more extensive. I don't believe in miracles but that was the closest I have been to believing. I will pull over if I'm ever tired behind in the future. Lesson learned for sure. I had two new co-workers start in our division about five months apart last year. Co-worker 1 Feet's mom unfortunately passed away the week she started. Five months later co-worker 2 is hired and a couple of weeks into the job asks me for co-worker 1 Feet's cell phone number so that she can run something by her. So co-worker 2 calls co-worker 1 and co-worker 1 Feet's husband answers the phone acting really weird. Asking who it is, how she got co-worker 1 Feet's phone number, asking if it's a prank, etc. Turns out that she co-worker 2 got assigned a new company cell phone. The number that got assigned to her was the recycled phone number from co-worker 1 Feet's recently passed mother. So when co-worker 2 called co-worker 1 for the first time, it popped up as if co-worker 1 Feet's deceased mother was calling her from behind the grave. I was at a party in Oakland, CA at my place, put on by my roommate for his old work friends. I was introduced to a guy named Matthew. He looked really familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. It didn't make sense since my roommate and I had no mutual friends at the party. I eventually noticed that he has a shirt on that is sort of a Warhol reference. It's a print of a single can of soup, but instead of Campbell's, the soup has Boyd on the label. Now, throughout the evening my gears are turning, and I, think of my friends back in College Park. MD, they had a friend they talked about sometimes. 
fun stories, etc. Named Matt Boyd, they used to use his full name. I guess there were too many Mots in their stories or something. I started to wonder, but there were so many problems with this being the same person. Oakland CA is about 3,000 miles away from College Park MD. There were no mutual friends between my current roommate and my college buddies in Maryland. I met my Oakland roommate in San Francisco. I became sure, the more I thought about it, that I had never actually met Matt Boyd, which made this whole idea of me thinking he looked familiar kind of absurd. Even just the idea that I'm assuming his last name based on the print on his shirt screamed not the same person. Now, I was raised in a rural area, so I had this habit friends would point out, of asking people their last names like I was gonna recognize their family or something. Even if I am in a city that's worlds away from my home area. So I am self-conscious about how stupid it all seems but I have a couple drinks. I walk up to him and say, I just gotta ask, is your last name Boyd? He said, uh, yeah, that was enough for me. I just dove in with the only point of contact that was even possible. I've lived at Jason Lund's house in College Park. The monkeys are some of my best friends. Holy shit. We discussed this for the rest of the party. Our best guess is that I recognized him from a picture on a fridge in Maryland and because of his choice of t-shirt, was able to point out we had dozens of mutual friends thousands of miles away, none of whom had anything at all to do with the party we were currently at in Cali. My current girlfriend and I met at a bar a few years back. We got to chatting and I found out she was born one day before me. Then I find out she lives a block away from me and we moved in on the same day. She was born March 30th, 1991 and I was born on March 31st, 1991 and our parents both have the names Mike and Tammy. My husband and I had a lot of times where we almost met. I am six years younger than him. He went to the same churches as my family did. He went to the same Catholic middle school that I did, but he only went for a year or two. He went to the church events that my parents and I volunteered at. My middle school music teacher worked closely with his mom for choir. We are not very religious anymore. But it was a lot of coincidences. We later met at community college. I was 20. We started dating the summer after we met. We met in October I think. I was dating someone else at the time. The other person dumped me on Christmas Eve. We've been together for 6 years and married for almost 2. I think we met at the right time throw away for health privacy reasons. For context, my boyfriend was adopted at birth. He knows his biological parents' names but it never met them. About a year ago I started working in a new pharmacy. A week in, a man came in who looked vaguely familiar and whose name was familiar but I couldn't quite place. The next day I saw the name again and it clicked I literally said holy shit at a volume definitely not appropriate for a pharmacy he was my boyfriend's biological father. He looked familiar because he looks like my boyfriend. The other people in the pharmacy had never seen him before, and he had never filled a prescription at this pharmacy before. I saw him multiple times over the course of a month due to a short-term health issue. I haven't seen him since. Due to privacy laws, I couldn't tell my boyfriend that his biological father was a patient, but I did bring up reaching out to his biological parents. He had mentioned it before but had never acted on it, but this time he did. He had recently taken a 23 and when he decided to give them both a heads up. He sent Facebook messages to both parents. Here's where it gets crazy. His biological father never responded, but his biological mother replied immediately. The message he sent was along the lines of if I am a secret I understand. Make sure your family doesn't use 23 and to keep it that way. His biological mom replied that he was never a secret. That she'd been waiting 30 years for him to reach out. And the whole family had been keeping tabs on him discreetly. He was inundated with friend requests from aunts, uncles, cousins, and a half-brother. His biological mom then mentioned that while she lived abroad she was actually stateside for three more days as she wrapped up the affairs of her mother, who had died two weeks ago. When asked where she was, it turned out she was five miles away, 
We've moved across the country twice, don't live where we grew up, and have never talked to this person before. And after waiting 30 years, my fiancé was only 5 miles away from his birth mother on one of only a handful of days she's going to be there. They were able to meet and he found a lot of comfort and closure in meeting her. She went back abroad and they're still in touch, but he's never been more sure that his adoptive parents are, in every sense of the words, his true parents. I absolutely love to tell this story. When I was 24 I met a lady at a party. We hit it off and decided to go on a date. First date went well. So second date she offered to make me dinner at her apartment. I have lived in Alaska my whole life. But she grew up in California and had only moved up here six years earlier. The first decoration she bought when she moved was a print of a stylized painting of a raven she found in a thrift store. Very distinctive. With colored squares all down its back, making it look a little like a jester. So I'm on my second date with this girl, looking around her apartment at the various decorations on the walls. And I stop at this raven painting. It looks so familiar to me. I say, I think my grandmother painted it. Another copy of the print hung in my childhood home my entire life. Sure enough, my grandma's signature was in the corner. After she retired from teaching my grandma started a second career as a local artist. And the raven was the only painting she ever made prints of. Two years later we got married and my grandma gave us the original. We've got two kids and we'll celebrate 10 years in August. When I was real little before school I was friends with a one year one week and one day younger than me that lived across the street from a church. Our dads not only are in the same union, but they worked at the same company at this time. They moved away when I was in preschool. I always thought of her and remembered her name. Then years later, I was 17 or just turned 18 and met this girl online that had the same name. We were talking about where we were from. I mentioned the town I was in literally a church and a country block of houses and she said oh I used to live across the street from the church. I want to say we started dating right there and then but, no, we talked on and off thought out the years. Both our moms kind of dipped on us and things are rocky with them. We're both young adults 22-21 that live with our dads. I am still in college. She coincidentally came here for a semester but left we both struggle with mental illness. Years later and after a lot of maturing for both of us we're finally dating. I think she's the one everybody. My actual name is John Wayne first and middle. Thanks mom dad and my whole like my family nickname was Duke. A little over a year ago I was getting lunch at a Chipotle and a man who appeared to be homeless. Or down on his luck was sitting near the door with a few bags and belongings. I didn't think anything about it and I got my food and sat down to eat. Before I could take a bite the man came over to me and tapped my shoulder and said that something told him he should come over to me and give me this folded piece of paper. When I unfolded the paper I found out it was actually a poster of John Wayne, the cowboy with the words the Duke at the top. I was so shocked I had to pull out my ID to show him my name and he was blown away. Almost brought us both to tears. I took him through the line and bought him a meal and gave him a few bucks. To this day it is the craziest sign from the universe I've ever received. Truly, everything happens for a reason. I have been waiting for a while for a chance to share this story and I'm glad to finally tell someone, even if no one believes it. Hell if my girlfriend wouldn't have been with me I don't know if I would have believed it myself. Stranger than fiction. Have the poster on my wall to this day. I grew up on the west coast and my best friend growing up was a girl named Ashley. We were the best of friends from about kindergarten to sixth grade. Until my family moved out of state to the other side of the country. I lost all contact with Ashley after we moved this was long before social media was a thing. In my new life on the other side of the country I befriended a kid named Curtis. He quickly would become my best friend from about 7th grade to my sophomore year of high school when my family up and moved to a different state yet again. And just like with Ashley I would lose all contact with Curtis this was pre-2000 still. Fast forward to about 2014, and I decided to start looking for old friends on Facebook. Curtis has a pretty distinct last name so it was easy to find and reconnect to him. And we were both glad to be connected again. 
Curtis ended up going to college out on the west coast and got his degree and seemed to be doing really well, and was even married, to my earlier childhood friend Ashley. This blew my mind as there was no way these two could have met through me, since they lived about 3,000 miles apart, in two distinct times in my life, before social media was a, thing and I don't really remember talking to either one of them about the other it would have been impossible for me to talk to Ashley about Curtis since I had not yet met him. What happened was they ended up going to the same university and meeting there. For Ashley it was convenient as it was close to where her and I grew up. And I found out through Curtis that all my talk of how much I loved where I grew up made him look into going to college there. It absolutely blew all of our minds. Also the entire time they were together they never really mentioned me, as I was long out of both of their lives by then even though I was a somewhat small factor in Curtis choosing where he would go to college. I acted in a production of Arsenic and Old Lace one summer with a dude named Mike. I didn't really know him that well, but we got along. He ended up moving to Oregon or something and I carried on with my life. Fast forward like 8 years later, I am on a weekend trip to NYC to visit a friend. My bus arrives in the city. I meet my friend, and we get on the subway, just as the train starts moving. A man beelines it from one end of the car to where I am standing. Excuse me, are you you closet to the silence? I don't know if you remember me or not, but my name's Mike and we used to do theater together. Holy shit, it was him. Turns out, he had been back to the east coast for a visit and was literally on his way back to Oregon. On his way to the airport to catch his plane, and somehow my visit to the city, 500 miles from home, found the two of us from opposite coasts in the same subway car together. It still blows my mind. Almost seems too gig ready wacky to be coinciding but here we are. I met this guy at a festival, asked him for a lighter and we were both ducked up, as you do, talking nonsense, spoke about our favorite book, I said I was listening to Fight Club audiobook at the moment having already read it as it's my favorite book, he was like no way, that's my favorite too, I'm rereading it on my phone at the moment and shows me to prove it, this was weird and I thought well this is some mad shit but then when I closely examined it I realized what point he was up to, I got my audiobook up on my phone and we're on the very same sentence, this freaked us both equally out, I had to bring him back to my campsite to prove to everyone because there was no way that people would believe us the states we were in. We also did this for self-confirmation because at this point we were convinced that God had brought us together to share this moment we were a few pills deep. Turns out no one cared as much as us but we actually have remained in touch and he's coming back to the same festival this year with me and my mates. I am a park ranger and one night on patrol I found a man naked in his truck with a young female. They were both of age and it was consensual. During the discovery he became nervous and offered me hockey tickets. I politely declined and suggested they move along as the park was closed. Ten years later I went to a hockey game in a state super far away and my friend was a super fan of all things hockey. He was able to get us in the player's locker room after the game and the team coach was standing there with his wife not the same lady and his teenage daughters. He asked where I was from and I told him and he said he used to live in the area. It was the same guy I caught cheating on his wife in the park that night. I was a very violent and angry alcoholic growing up mainly due to being sexually molested by a family member, and later raped by a much older man. I grew up in a very poor family on a semi-remote Native American reservation where abuses like this were common due to the residential school system. Both men who abused me, I later found out were also abused by priests in the northern residential schools. I was 23, deep into my alcoholism, and had walked into a bar directly across from our reservation on the Canadian side. Upon walking in I noticed the man who had raped me as a child sitting there on a bar stoolie, very old at this point and in his late 60s, I immediately left and went home to get my rifle with the intention of killing this man, 
but I just don't go through with it. I then decided to kill myself instead. I drove to my mother's house to tell her that what had happened to me growing up, and to ask her why she never wanted me, why she never loved me, and that I loved her. I also feel like it was a desperate attempt to reach out to her as we never had a relationship growing up. She gave me away at birth. I broke down to my knees and cried uncontrollably. She would not let me leave and stayed with me until morning until I was calm and sober. That morning we heard from my cousin that a man had a heart attack on the reserve next to ours last night and had died. It was the man who raped me. I never told my mom that it was him. And I felt bad for him, but at the same time felt a weight lift from my shoulders. It was a strange day to say the least. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I sometimes feel that our creator needed to bring that man home so I could heal inside. I feel that the creator was telling me that everything would be okay. But in order for me to heal, I must let this man go. I have since been sober for six years, been to three residential treatment centers for sexual abuse and trauma, and have reconnected with my mother. In order to move forward the past needs to be let go of. And I think that is what I learned from that experience. My heart also feels sorry for the man who raped me, as he was a victim of sexual abuse as a young boy himself. Bit of a long one but a really trippy and crazy experience. I run a small company creating and selling software for small businesses. And about a year ago I was looking for a temp office for a few weeks while we were transitioning from one permanent office to another. I only needed a few desks and I found a guy online Ben who had a few desks to rent out in his own small office in a building full of small business offices. We agreed to meet at 2pm for me to view the space. Come 2pm and I am downstairs in the lobby of the building. It's one of those buildings that someone needs to ring you up. But because he didn't tell me what unit number he was in, I couldn't use the intercom. I only knew the floor. I texted and called him, but no response. It's about 2.10 PM, and someone walks into the building and it's obvious he's looking around for someone. I go up to him and this is how it goes. Me hey, would you happen to be Ben? Ben yeah, are you Nickelodeon? Me yep, Ben great. Sorry I am a bit late. My last meeting ran over a little bit. Come with me. Let's go up to my office. So we go into the elevator. And while we're in the elevator, Ben makes some small talk. Ben so busy day so far. Me not really. I had a big night out the day before. And I had nothing on this morning so I woke up at 1 p.m. Got some lunch. And came here. I am just viewing an office so I am just honest. Ben right. Kind of gives me a weird look and now it feels a bit awkward. So now I am thinking okay that was a bit weird but whatever. We get to his office and it's super messy. And I don't see any vacant desks anywhere. He sits down at his desk and pulls a chair for me. I sit down. Ben so, you're the website guy right? Me yeah. I am most of the people we work with are pretty tech illiterate so I assume he means software. Ben okay. Well, we had a website guy before but he was really shit and mucked us around. I am hoping you're going to be better. Mia, okay. Ben right, well, how much did you say you charge again? We need this website pretty fast. At this point I am pretty confused and have no idea WTF is going on. Mia, sorry, I don't make websites. I sell business management software. Ben what? You said you're the website guy. Me well, yes, I have a website, but I don't create websites for other people. I sell software. Ben what? Aren't you Nickelodeon? Me yes. And aren't you Ben? Ben yes, we're both getting increasingly exasperated with each other, me sorry but what did you think this meeting was about? Ben for you to create me a website for my restaurant, me okay sorry this is a huge misunderstanding, my name is Nickelodeon but I came here to view office space for rent, Ben I don't have extra office space, me alright okay, well, sorry about all this, so I am here to see a Ben for office space, but you're not that Ben, and you're here to see a Nickelodeon for a website, but I am not that Nickelodeon, Ben doesn't say anything but just kind of looks at me, why I died? Me okay well let's just go back downstairs and see if 
there's two people in the lobby. At this point we both get up and start heading to the elevator. I check my phone and I see a few text messages from Ben, saying that he's there at the lobby. We go back downstairs to the lobby, where I see two people waiting there. One of them is named Ben, and one of them is named Nickelodeon. It turns out, two Bens and two Nickelodeons had a meeting booked at the same day and same time. And both Bens had an office on the same floor of the office building. I can't even describe how trippy the whole experience was. The funniest part for me was the part in the elevator when I basically told him I was a lazy duck who drank excessively when he thought I was the guy who was going to create his website. Ha <laughs> ha. About two years ago my dog got hit by a car on my street a few houses up from mine. A woman saw the driver hit my dog and drive off so she came outside with a towel covered my dog and tried her best to keep her calm. When the news spread down the street I came out in an absolute panic. No joke I was bawling my eyes out and the same woman put her coat around me and hugged me while we tried to decide what to do. She helped pick my dog up and put her on my lap while my boyfriend drove us to the emergency vet. Fast forward to last October, the house we were renting went into foreclosure and the landlord did not tell us. We found out the house was going to auction in a few days. Because my boyfriend's sister was browsing Zillow and saw our house for sale. We freaked out because finding a house in our area is super hard especially with bad credit, which we both had. I was terrified we would have to move to a cheap place in the ghetto or end up back in a tiny apartment. We have three kids so that would have been intolerable. I asked my boyfriend to drive around the neighborhood and look for any for rent signs outside houses. He called me back a few hours later and said there's a house on our street for rent so he called the number and started talking with the landlord. After telling her our situation the topic of pets came up. She said absolutely no cats but dogs were okay. He tells her about her dog who is now handicapped from her accident. She tells him that there was dog who got hit by a car a few years back right outside her house and goes on to tell him the story I just told you about the driver not stopping and how awful she felt for the poor dog. He told her that was our dog. He told her that we wanted to come thank her for her kindness the next day but in our panic we didn't pay enough attention to who she was. She told us the house was ours if we wanted it and we moved in the next week. That woman saved me twice. So growing up, my sister and I had these really good neighborhood friends who lived across the street from us. We would hang out all the time, you know neighborly stuff. Anyways, they ended up moving to a town that was like 2 hours from us when I was like 8 years old. I haven't really seen them much since especially within the last couple years. I am 22 now. And 3 years ago I went hiking with 3 good friends. And at the top we drink and smoke a bit. One of my friends got kinda faded hella lightweight and on our walk down. She twisted her ankle, so we're just chilling there for a second and trying to call anyone we could to try and help us, but we had no phone service or anything. We finally came to the realization that we're gonna have to walk or carry her down. But before that could happen, these two people father and son come walking down the mountain and they offered the most help anyone could offer. They helped us out tremendously with carrying her down and figuring everything out. And as we're walking down, they introduce themselves and I realize that it's my FKN same childhood friend and his dad. I am absolutely stunned and I just immediately hug them and we start catching up. I hadn't seen them in over 10 years and barely talked to them. Craziness. Easily the most random coincidence I've been a part of. Thanks you all for whoever read this. I met a guy in a bar. We just connected straight away and spent the whole night talking to each other. Felt like I knew him forever. He was just visiting the town I lived in at the time so I gave him a hug and said hope we bump into each other again sometime this was in the early 90s. Before cell phones and email. Later that year, we ran into each other again. He was visiting family again and happened to meet up in a different bar I liked to party. Same deal. Talked all night. Really solid connection. That summer I moved around a lot and I was picking fruit in a small orchard in the middle of nowhere. When who should drive a tractor past me he almost fell off. We were well buzzed out, but got to spend way more time hanging out together for a few weeks. Again, parted ways and hope we would bump into one another again. 
The following year I was at the Zoo TVU2 concert and I thought to myself, I wonder if Tony would be here. Looking around at a sea of 30,000 plus people, I didn't have a hope of finding him if he was there. But 10 minutes later I got a tap on my shoulder and it was him. I thought you would be here he said. Was very cool to groove beside this awesome human all night. The following summer, I found myself in a very isolated community. Not many people knew about this bush camp. No power. We had to shower in the waterfall etc. I had a solid group of friends that I shared this wee community with and I had told them all about this guy who I keep bumping into. I always thought about him. During the night one night I noticed some people come in and set up camp. The next morning, I was biking off to town and who should step out of the tent. I was amazed and so happy. The people he was with knew about me and vice versa. We spent a few months hanging together. He was an artist and I would wait to find pinecone sculptures around the trees outside my caravan. I felt such a deep soul connection to this man, I left in April to start my oi and said to him, that I expect to bump into him in London, but never did, I lost touch for 4 years while I traveled, I was in a horrible accident in August of 2000 and nearly lost my life, I ended up returning home to recover and have physio etc, keep in mind this was still prior to Facebook, but there was a website called old friends, where people would try to find old friends, so I put a post up looking for Tony, I got a reply, that I wasn't expecting at all. Tony had died in August. No one knows the exact date, but I suspect the day I almost died. I miss my friend. Today I learned we meet again. I left my remote hometown in Arnhem Land, Northern Territory Australia after living there for 34 years. My whole life, I had been in my new job in my new town for a few days and was having the inevitable where are you from? Chat with one of the guys while making a coffee. When I said where I was from he told me he is family there, who turned out to be very close family friends who I had grown up calling auntie and uncle. We thought that was a pretty cool coincidence and went on to chat about the family and what everyone is up to now and he mentioned he had grown up in New Zealand. I recalled a holiday both our families had taken together to NZ when I was 7 years old and that on that holiday we had visited some of their family. That night all us kids had slept in a large living room on the floor in sleeping bags he looked at me kind of puzzled. He remembered that visit and us kids all sleeping on the floor it was his house we had stayed at. I visited mom and dad shortly after and spent hours digging through all of my dad's photo slides to find the photo of us kids in our sleeping bags. I found it, had a photo printed from it and showed it to my new friend when I got back to work and yep, sure enough, that was his living room and there was his sister in the photo. Super cool accidental discovery that I had slept in this stranger's living room in a different country when I was 7 years old. When I was about 14. My boyfriend was murdered by a serial killer. His body was found by a Vietnam vet out fishing. After the funeral, one of the guys dismantling the canopy looked at me funny and I just flipped out, screaming that he killed him, etc. My horrified friends were all watching the news a week or two later when it came out that the guy did indeed kill him. When I was 18, my neighbors invited me to their apartment for Christmas dinner with them and the husband's boss, boss's wife, and boss's 16-year-old son. I shook everyone's hands but declined dinner and visiting. I didn't give any of them a second thought and soon after, I left the state. When I was 20, I moved back home and got a job at an alarm company. A couple of months later they hired an 18-year-old guy. We started dating and I found out that his dad was my former neighbor's former boss. And he was that 16-year-old kid. A year after we started dating, we are sitting around at his parents' house talking and his dad starts telling me about how a few years earlier, he was out fishing and found the body of a teenaged boy who had been murdered by a serial killer. This is late but it literally happened yesterday. So I got a text from my husband that he almost hit a horse on the way to work. Not too mind-boggling where we live so okay. Glad you're fine. On my way to work I get cut off by a horse. Not the same horse. 30 minutes from the original horse. This is weird now. Go out to eat with a friend after work. Tell her about the teleporting horse.
What a coincidence, her husband got cut off by a horse, a totally different horse than the other two. 20 minutes in the opposite direction respective to where my husband and I were at totally different times of day. Different color and everything. What the duck? The year was 2012. I owned an automotive repair shop. I was there on the weekend working on my wife's Toyota Camry. I went to test drive the repaired car and the chain of events that came along blow me away to this day. My best friend was visiting at the shop and detailing his car. His friend then arrived to the shop to show him a new car he bought. While he was occupied ogling the new car, I left in my wife's car for the test drive and unknown to me, my best friend had left his phone laying on my wife's trunk lid, on top of a microfiber towel. I returned from the drive and my friend zoomed to the driver window, wide-eyed and said please tell me you picked up my phone off the trunk before you left. My stomach dropped. We immediately went out on a search. His child's birth was on the memory card. So it was very tense. He just wanted the memory card back. We saw the remnants of a phone on a four-lane highway I had just driven down on my test drive. We pull over. It's his phone but it's in pieces. Now it's just down to finding the memory card. We spread out me, my best friend and his friend who tagged along. One guy on each shoulder of the road and my best friend walking the center lane. My friend is covering a lot of ground fast and he's way ahead of us too when a sheriff deputy pulls up. From a distance of about 50 yards my friend now has his hands in the air and he's suddenly handcuffed. We start running toward them and yelling hey what's going on. He tells us to stay back and he drives away with my friend and we don't know why. We're now stranded on the highway. Our friend's been arrested and he has his car keys in his pocket so we can't even drive back to the shop. I call my wife and my best friend's wife. I called police dispatch who had no answers at all. We wait for my wife to arrive. Before she does, the city police arrive and start questioning us standing next to this parked Cadillac that we have no keys for. On the side of the highway, they have some answers too. Less than half a mile away was a carjacking. They say my friend committed the carjacking. I explained that there's no way it's possible but they're not having the story. Here comes the deputy bringing my friend back though. The girl who got carjacked looked him over and says it's not him, so he's cleared. Turns out, it's her boyfriend who carjacked her and they even have the guy's name now. The deputy and city officer explain the suspect is black. He's wearing black pants, blue shirt and a black durag on his head. My friend is black. He's wearing blue pants, black shirt and a black durag on his head. The officers and us get a laugh out of it and they both leave standing on the shoulder of the highway. My wife now arrives and we start explaining it to her. Suddenly another city police officer descends upon us. He starts yelling commands at my friend. Hands in the air. Walk backwards toward me. All that stuff. I am baffled. My friend is pissed. Cop gets my friend's ID and reads the name off to dispatch. Dispatch repeats back the carjacking suspect's name is similar but not the same that he just read to her. Suspect named Charles Stoner. Friend's name Charles D. Stone. So my friend not only matched the physical description and was in the same location at the same time of day. They had almost the same name too. What a coincidence. As an additional bit, that last cop decided that we were not looking for a memory card like we said and that something else fishy was going on but he was too busy getting on over to the scene of the correctly arrested suspect. From that day forth he harassed me and my friend anywhere he saw our cars. One time I was driving several hours away for work, and I ran out of gas. Luckily, I was coming up on an exit so I was able to coast off the highway and onto a shoulder. Unluckily, it was at an exit in the middle of nowhere. The closest gas station or any business or residential building, for that matter was several miles away. There wasn't a single person or car in sight. Then while contemplating my options if I call AAA, will they get here in time for me to make it to work, etc. A car drives past me and pulls over on the shoulder. What? I locked my doors to observe them for a moment. Could totally be serial killers. They looked like a middle-aged. 
couple, fear still valid what are they doing out here? The man got out of the driver's side and started fiddling with the windshield wiper did I mention it was storming? Yep, anyway, so at this point I'm like cool, they're totally not murderers, this is my chance to get gas and still make it to work in time. I jog over and quickly explain to them my situation. At first, it seemed the man just wanted to continue on his way. But luckily the woman spoke first, inviting me to hop in. One problem though it was Jeep that fit too. And they had it stuffed with their bags. I had to squeeze in and settle on top of the center console armrest. As I'm crouched sitting in between two strangers, I figured I should make it less awkward since they were helping me. Just make some small talk. They knew I was heading south a couple more hours for work so I asked, where you all headed? We were enjoying a weekend in Atlanta, and now we're heading home to Blakely. GA it's a little town you probably never heard of. It's so south it's almost Florida. Little did they know I knew a handful of people from there I met at a summer camp back in high school. I rattled off some names and turns out they knew every person I listed. Small town. You know it just felt so weird at the time because they said their windshield wiper just flew off randomly right as they approached that exit. And originally the husband wasn't going to stop but the wife asked him to pull over and check it. Before we went our separate ways, they said they felt like it happened for the simple reason that they needed to be there right in that moment to meet me. If they hadn't come, I would have had to pay out off pocket for AAA or another service. Still probably miss work and subsequently wouldn't have been paid due to missing my work assignment. It was a tough time in my life. But this moment and special coincidence gave me hope to continue moving forward despite life's little setbacks. It also taught me a lesson to keep a better eye on my gas gauge. DLDR I ran out of gas. A couple's windshield wiper blew off their car in the rain. Both of us ended up pulling over at the same exit in the middle of nowhere within 5 minutes of each other. The couple ended up rescuing me and is from a small town where I have mutual friends acquaintances. Me and my friend were living in the basement of my grandmother's vacation house for about three months. The ventilation system was really loud and it always sounded like someone was making noise or walking around upstairs. Sometimes we thought we heard voices. Thus started the joke that the house was haunted which we half believed. One day, the noises were more defined and louder than usual so we slowly went upstairs and looked around. We didn't see or hear anything. We googled how to get rid of ghosts and the only one that we could actively try is making a lot of noise which looking back seems like the dumbest solution to a ghost problem, but we gave it a shot. We half jokingly grabbed pots and pans and began banging on them and screaming at the top of our lungs. That's when everything started shaking. I am dead serious. My grandmother has these decorative plates that she hangs on the wall and they were rattling and falling off. The fridge was moving across the floor and all the glasses and cupboards were chattering. And then all at once, everything stopped. We learned a few hours later that there had been an earthquake in the area. Probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. So I live in Sacramento and always shop in stores in Sacramento very rarely do I ever go out of town to shop somewhere else. Ever since I was a kid I've had these dreams about these houses I've passed by before or maybe have never passed by in their random houses. It was a dream of me in a car passing by those hills houses going somewhere. It's more like a bunch of buildings on a hill but I've always had a dream about them and going onto a freeway and passing them or going somewhere around the houses. This past weekend I went shopping it's Sunday I went shopping Saturday we went shopping in Rancho and then went to somewhere in full it had a big Folsom sign we passed by that place that I had a dream about I told my mom that that area was in my dream I could just never put a name to the place. On three separate occasions I have encountered people abroad that I know from my hometown in Canada. The first time, I bumped into a fellow classmate in Cusco, Peru. We were at the same small restaurant. The second time, in Medellin. Colombia. I bumped into the last person I had sex with in my hometown before my four-month trip to Latin America. Then this last spring, I bumped into my brother's co-worker I was with my brother at a church in Reykjavik, Iceland. We ended up going on a day hike together. Pretty crazy how small our world is. 
Okay listen, I have two stories. First one, during high school, I dated a girl, but it didn't end really well. After I graduated, I went to England for a few months. There, as an 18 year old French guy, I spent much of my time with foreigners. So I met this German girl. We kinda flirted. Then I add her on Facebook. We have already a common friend. The girl I dated in high school. WTF. Well, the French girl took part in a student exchange she had a German pen pal, and visited her in Germany. Her pen pal's best friend was the German girl I just met. Second story. I now I live in Chubeck. There I dated a girl, wow we'll call C, who's also from, France, but not the same part quite a long ride from my hometown to hers. Anyway, her flatmate in Chubeck also is from France, and from a town just a 20 minute ride away from my hometown. So, one summer, as we're all back in France, I invite C to visit. I propose to tour my hometown, which is one of the biggest cities in the area, then. C tells me she has to go to a particular bar to meet one of her exes. I ask C if I know the guy. He's from the same town as me. After all, she says there's no way. Okay, we're at the bar. Here comes the guy. I know the guy. We were in the same sport team when we were 12 or 13. Now C is quite embarrassed whenever I tell this story. It is a small world. Reporting to a training assignment for army. I get to where I am heading and I am lead into an office. They ask my name and then ask me why I am signing in twice. Very confused I told them I just came from the airport. They read back my first and last name. I tell them it's correct. Then my first, middle, and last. Again correct. Then my birthday. Correct except the year. Turns out I am in the same bay as a guy with the exact same name as me and same birthday just born a year before me. It was quite funny when one of us were called for. They'd ask for us by last name. We'd ask which one. They'd say the first name. We'd tell them there are two of. Then middle initial. Again there are two of us. Lots of frustration and disbelief was expressed. Sometimes anger because they thought we were ducking with them. Eventually we were just referred to by the last four of our social security numbers. A few years ago my family went on a trip to Zambia and Botswana. Our guide on safari in Botswana was this awesome guy named Sinka. He was a great guide and we loved him. A year later we were at Animal Kingdom Lodge at Disney World. They have staff who tell you about the African animals. And we noticed one guy was from Botswana. We started talking to him about how much we had loved his country. Then he asked what tour company we used. He knew it. Okay, not a big deal. Then he asked who our guide had been. We said his name was Sinka and described him. The guy just looked at us and said, I know Sinka, I am gonna text him right now. So that's how we met one of our Botswana guide's friends randomly halfway around the world. In the early 90s in the rural US, I did this summer residential leadership program for high school students. My roommate and I really hit it off, but unfortunately we lived a 15 hour drive from each other. This was before the internet, and long distance calls were expensive. So we exchanged a couple of letters and that was it. Fast forward two years. I was on a graduation trip to Europe and while we were in Paris, taking one of those tourist boats down the Seine, some of the guys in the group were talking about how hot this chick they saw was. Yep, you guessed it, it was my roommate. She was there with her family and we just happened to be on the same boat in Paris. The next day at the Louvre we ran into some guys from RHS who graduated the year before. They were also there entirely independently and none of us knew they were there. A couple of days later in Salzburg, we ran into a guy with whom we'd gone to junior high and hadn't seen since his parents pulled him out of public schools to homeschool. For context, I grew up in a suburban area that had plenty of pizza places, some in the same shopping center as others. The towns aren't that small and were close to a major city. When I was in high school, my best friend's boyfriend worked in a local pizza place. Every day after school we would go there and he would make us pizza and we would hang out. 
Growing up, I always heard stories about my dad's high school job in the 60s as a pizza boy. He would hang out there every day and make pizza for his friends when bored. He made great homemade pizza. Incidentally, about 10 years later, my dad and I were driving near the pizza place I went to in high school. Suddenly he goes, Hey, that's the pizza place I used to work at. I unknowingly hung out in high school at the same place my dad did in high school. Last summer, I applied for a scholarship which was perfect at the time. It granted me stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else, but it required me to apply to a different university than the one I was currently accepted to with all my friends. The scholarship only accepted 10 applicants and considering I royally ducked up in the interview story for another day, I thought that I lost the scholarship. My guess was mostly true as I was called to be told that I was put on the waiting list which I thought was a polite way to reject someone. Later that month I started studying at the university I enrolled at at first public which means free education. Two weeks after the semester started, I was hanging around my friend's room as he was roommate-less at the moment, when suddenly a guy barges in with all his luggage on him and introducing himself as the late student who will be residing here from now on. I was kinda intrigued as to why he was so late into the semester so I asked him brashly even though I was laying on the bed which now belongs to him. He answered that he had a scholarship at a university, which is the university that had accepted but with no scholarship. The the scholarship he rejected was the exact same one I applied to and put on the waiting list for. So I thought WTH, maybe I'll get to be in his place. And lo and behold, I received a call that I was put into the scholarship so I had to quickly finish up the formalities so I could get in. Pretty weird. My college roommate and I were in this guy's wedding and it was about a 20 hour drive to get to the wedding in Corpus Christi, DX. We stopped halfway some tiny town in TX at a friend of his house for the night. First time meeting this friend, and what I expected would be the last. Fast forward 3 years or so, a group of friends and I are in Denver on vacation. We put our name in at a brunch place and there's a 45 minute wait. We decide to walk down the street to check out Trader Joe's I had never been to one. As we're walking in, the guy whose house I had stayed at in TX is walking out. He and his wife had moved and lived a block away. She had sent him to the store to grab some milk. I had a friend in high school that I spent most days after school hanging out with. I haven't talked to him much since we graduated 8 years ago. We both went in the army and our paths never crossed. Then I finished my enlistment and started using my GI Bill to go to college on the other side of the country from anyone I know. A year and I decide to get my required public speaking class out of the way so why not just take an online class. A group of us decide to meet up for our speeches to record them and put them on the class website like we are supposed to do. One day after recording our speeches we decide to have have a beer and get to talking. One other guy had also been in the army and got out at the same time. Turns out he was stationed with my high school buddy and they were really good friends. I look him up on Facebook and his profile pic is of him and our mutual friend. What are the chances we would meet in some random college class nowhere close to where I went to high school? My father got into a car accident and was in a physical rehab center for a few weeks. The first time I visited him was with my sister. We both do the usual how you doing and all that. They get talking and I check Snapchat. I check a friend's story and saw that she is in rehab too as she had gotten into a really serious car crash and had major surgeries on her legs and back. I message her and laughably say I am in a rehab center as well. She asks which one and it turns out it's the same center. I then say my dad's in the jacaranda wing. And she is too. Dad was room 42. She is room 43. I walk over and there she was. Dad now had a familiar face he could see every day which was nice. Absolutely mind-blowing how they happened to be there at the same time as it wasn't local to either of them. The names have been changed to people from how I met your mother. I used to work at a mall kiosk in a big city when I was 21 and there was this girl who I befriended that worked at the kiosk next to me. 
From time to time, her sister Lily would visit her and we started talking. There was a mutual attraction and Lily invites me to her birthday party. I had other plans so I wasn't sure if I was coming until a few days prior. Lily's sister calls me over and says she had someone on the phone that wanted to talk to me. A guy on the other line said, Dude, guess who? It's Barney. Are you coming to Lily's birthday party? So who's Barney? At the time, I played Counter-Strike and my clan had a public server we always played on. Barney would be one of our regulars who played with us constantly. Well turns out, Barney was Lily's cousin and he used to live nearby but moved over 100 miles away. He was going to be at the birthday party so I was like, F yay, I'll go. But that's not the end of it. When things weren't working out between Lily and I, she said that my ex Robin has been saying we were getting back together. My ex and I broke up about a year before and I was wondering how she even knew her, let alone be under the impression we were getting back together. Well, turns out Barney and Robin have known each other since high school so when Robin got word that I was dating his cousin, she got in touch with Barney again. Not only that. But when Robin and I became a couple, Barney was giving her a hard time because he always thought that they'd be a couple. So before I played Counter-Strike with the guy, 3-1-2 years before I even met him, I told him off on AOL Instant Messenger because he was making my girlfriend all depressed. In college I studied abroad at the Copenhagen Business School for a semester. Each of the dorms would host parties, and for one of them I was late to arrive and didn't know where to go. An Asian dude on a bike asked if I was looking for the party so he rode while I walked. I got to talking to him. I said I went to Oregon State and he said that he studied abroad in Staten, or in high school. That school was in my school's athletic conference. He then said he went to a private school called Regis. Well, a few guys from my fraternity had gone to that school and recruited their younger friends brothers into our house as well. I started dropping the names of my fraternity brothers and his eyes lit up before he said those were all of my friends from my exchange. So yeah, my fraternity brothers roommates HS exchange friend from Japan and I randomly met in Denmark because I was late and lost looking for a party. I am generally a very skeptical person, but the one thing that's happened to me that genuinely challenged my stance was a waking dream I had one morning. I was in a vehicle slid sideways into a pole on the passenger side, waking me up. I thought nothing of it at first since I've had pretty much the same dream at least two times before then, and my most common stress dreams involve me driving, so I am completely awake now. My door is slightly cracked since my window blows it open if I forget to block it. I hear the phone ring right as I am getting up to go to the bathroom and my mom picks it up. My brother was calling her because he just got hit on his passenger side by a speeding soccer mom when he was taking a left turn on his way to work. There's no way I overheard her talking on the phone because the phone didn't ring until I was already upright and moving around. He called almost right away. So he was hit at almost the exact same time I was in the dream. Ducky that. It was May 31st, 2008 I was heading to a Mariner game and stopped by Barnes & Noble to kill some time before I headed to the stadium. While flipping through books I literally run into this pretty blonde girl. We start chatting and have this amazing conversation. Sadly, she says she has a date and has to run, so I don't bother asking her for her phone number and I was also taking a first date to the Mariner game. I start to head to the stadium and get a text that my date can't make it. I try to get a friend to come, but no one is available. Oh well, I get to the stadium, get some swag and a beer and head to my seat. A few minutes later the girl from Barnes and Noble sits down next to me, alone. She said the guy she was dating just broke up with her and she wanted to still go to the game despite not being a baseball fan whatsoever. She loves the food at stadiums. So we watched Eric Bedard throw away 1-0 gem against the Red Sox. Ended up going out after the game and hung out until about 3 a.m. A couple's weeks later we made our dating official. Two years to the day after that we got engaged. And two years to the day after that we got married. It's been an amazing 11 years and I always think back to how May 31st, 2008 was the most magical day of my life. 
I was dating a douche and a half, when I found out he was sleeping with a stripper and left with the kids to stay with my mom for a few days. I came back to the house to get some things and he had moved her in and wouldn't let me get my things. She had a baby close to her baby's age and she was close to my size so the officer called to the scene was unsure what belonged to me and my youngest and what belonged to her and her son and said I would have to take it to court to get my things. He ended up selling everything in the house. Karma dealt with them instead of a judge and I moved on with my life. Although I hated having to start over with everything. The only thing time didn't heal, was a suitcase I had full of pictures, and letters etc that I was planning to put in photo albums and scrapbooks. Here comes the coincidence. After saving up and finally getting a real home again I am in a store, buying a few decorations when an elderly lady asks for my help with something. After I help her, she keeps staring at me strangely and at my sons. Finally she tells me to come to a yard sale up the street. Normally I would politely have declined but thankfully I didn't. When we pull up to the sale, she walks me past everything and into her shed and hands me my suitcase. She said she bought storage units and lots from landlords and resold things. She was going to sell the suitcase but for some reason couldn't bring herself to throw away all the hundreds of pictures inside. And she recognized me from some of the pics inside and was so happy she had found the owner, but not as happy as me. In 2010 I threw hike the Pacific Crest Trail, ascending every pass through the high Sierras naked. With only shoes and a hat as clothing, I came across many folks while climbing the passes who were either surprised and impressed or mortified and disgusted. On the way up Donahue Pass, my final pass of this challenge, I encountered a family with two young daughters one a teenager and one younger I felt an extra twinge of shame and went on my way quicker than usual. Flash forward one year, I am speaking publicly at Carmel High School about my experiences on trail. I talked to English classes throughout the day and also met with a backpacking club which consisted of half a dozen kids and hosted by the science teacher one of the high schoolers told a story of seeing a naked man in the mountains last year when her parents took her and her younger sister to hike the john muir trail i have quite a few stories but i'll narrow it down to a couple first is when i joined the army right out of hs to pay for college i ended up getting stationed in germany for two years i am from a very small town in mn I am at the PX and see a guy in a Viking sweatshirt. I asked him where he's from and found out he grew up just 20 miles away from me. We had a few mutual friends, even. I eventually ETS head back to the States and went into the National Guard and he pieced to Fort Riley. KS. Fast forward a few months and I get deployed to Desert Storm. After the war was over, I was in Duran. Saudi Arabia. And who do I run into? Yep, same guy. We're still best friends to this day. Second story I'm doing my annual training at Sotocano Air Base in Honduras. I'm at the main gate and some Honduran Air Force guys walk up to the gate. One of them asked if we were from MN. I looked at my buddy and said, how does Hondo Bob know where Minnesota is? This is a very poverty stricken area, mind you. I said yeah, our whole platoon is. Then he asked if any of us were from Alexandria. Now it's getting weird. Turns out he was a foreign exchange student and went to the HS his senior year. He even knew my now ex-wife. They were friends. I went home and met his host family. Back then early 90s, long distance phone calls were very expensive. Overseas calls were even more expensive. Do you know what was more expensive than that? Collect calls from Honduras to the US. He would call collect every day because he was homesick and missed his host family. They finally told him to write letters, one of which I delivered for him. I was born in the States but my family is from Colombia. In 2007 I went to Colombia to visit my family and for vacation. My cousin worked as a manager at this photo video store where this beautiful girl worked. My cousin noticed how attracted I was to her and introduced us both. We talked for about 20 minutes and then exchanged phone numbers and made plans to kind of go out on a date. I called her only once but just to apologize for not being able to spend time with her due to my overwhelming schedule. 
big family had to travel to visit family in three more cities and lack of spare time. Fast forward two weeks and I am back in my apartment in NJ and someone I do not know hits me up through the now defunct Hotmail Messenger which was wildly popular in Latin America. This unknown person tells they are from Colombia and they are in NYC. They have no friends and someone we both know in common shared my contact info with them. Find out is a girl and she is visiting her family in the States. We chat for about two hours and there is this crazy chemistry going on through the whole conversation. I asked for a pic and she sends me one. To my astonishment it happened to be this girl in Colombia that I had left hanging two weeks before. It was 10 p.m. and we had had a blizzard that left us with over one foot of snow. It did not matter I jumped in my car and drove 1.5 hours from my NJ apartment to her aunt's house in Queens. We got together went out for coffee and talked until 5 a.m. Today is February 9, 2019 and I am happy to let Reddit know that. This girl and I became inseparable since day one and are happily married and have a wonderful 7 year old daughter. Yeah it happens. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.